0: Welcome to the DNVGL Talks Energy podcast series. Electrification, rise of renewables, and new technologies, supported by more data and IT systems, are transforming the power system. Join us each week as we discuss these changes with guests from around the industry. Welcome to the DNVGL podcast series. Today I'm at uh, the Singapore startup SwarmX, and I'm sitting here with uh, CEO and founder Pulkits. Good afternoon, Pulkits.
1: Afternoon, Matthias. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, very, I'm very excited about this today, here being at your new site. Um, we want to talk a bit about um, drones today, um, and especially autonomous drones. But before we get there, it would be great if you could introduce yourself as well as Swarmex.
1: My name is Pulkit, and I'm the founder and CEO of Swarmex, and uh, uh, Swarmex is focused on providing fully autonomous drone technology for uh, a vast spectrum of applications, ranging from security and surveillance to infrastructure and asset monitoring. And a little bit about myself, um, uh, my background is mostly in artificial intelligence and machine learning, and those are the two key pieces of robotic systems today. And uh, my personal ambition in life is to automate a lot of things that are really inefficient in various processes using robots, and Swarmix is really my first step to do that.
0: Right. Actually, you you gave me a good uh, lead into this topic already. So, DMVGL, to a big extent, is also a company doing inspections. And when this whole drone technology came up, we considered this a disruptor to our business. But then, when I met you uh, during a presentation at the Hub here in Singapore, uh, it struck me that, in fact, autonomous drones are kind of a disruptor of the disruptive technology or the disruptive uh, drone technology. So, um, I'd like to understand a little bit more what your view is where drone technology will go in the future, and uh, what that will do um, actually to the to the industry, for example, like uh, for companies like ours.
1: Sure. Um, so the way I see drones right now, uh, I think drones are becoming extremely commoditized, as as is the case with any hardware product. Uh, the margins are really low, and there people keep adding new features over a period of time, but the process of adding those features is extremely, Uh, Slow, And over time, people will simply buy the cheapest drone that's available. So it's it's basically a commodity, the way I see it. And uh, if I were to draw an analogy, I would say that uh, drones are where computers were in the early 70s, when you had IBM uh, running computers for big banks, because those computers were really big and they would often break down. And then the personal computer really revolutionized everything, because you did not need many people to run drones for you. And this is the case with pilots right now. Pilots operate drones and then you need a safety pilot to make sure that the pilot is doing the right thing. Uh, although drones are disrupting the industrial inspection space, there's a huge uh, leverage right now for companies like Swarmix to come up and say, hey, what if we automate this entire process just like the personal computer operated uh, automated mainframe computers and really kill the need to have pilots. Um, and Over time, uh, what's going to happen is uh, companies like Swarmax will build extremely reliable systems that completely remove the need to have people on the ground. And this is really the disruptor of the disruptor. Yeah.
0: Polkid, you just mentioned drones are uh, a commodity and I sometimes wonder, there's quite a lot of uh, solution providers with drones out there. What is the real differentiator? Is it uh, the flying stuff or is it rather the dashboard and the data processing in the back?
1: So the way we see it, it, hardware is never the defensible part in any company. Uh, Hardware is just a means to acquire the data for us and simply a means to project it on a dashboard. Um, What you're actually consuming is not the hardware. It's basically infrastructure. Uh, The best way to think about it is think about how you make phone calls to your friend. When you make a phone call, you do not think about how many times the phone call went through different telecom towers before it reaches your friend. Instead, you just focus on talking to them person and uh, as long as the data gets conveyed you're happy Mm. and you pay the telecom tower company which is your telecom provider for giving you that service so the way we see ourselves is we are simply an endpoint to get that data that's necessary uh, to help companies make better decisions Uh, what we how we differentiate ourselves really is we we really solve the problem of data acquisition right now you still need pilots Uh, we get rid of pilots we make the data acquisition really smooth. But again, our secret sauce is really how that data is acquired. Uh, We have uh, high-performance GPUs in our system that allow us to do real-time data processing. And there are not a lot of companies in this world uh, that can do that in real time, simply because of bandwidth issues. And we solve all of those problems. And of course, uh, we have a dashboard, which we call as the Mind. And we display exactly the data that you're looking for as opposed to displaying the bigger picture. Because at the end of the day, you're only interested in those key pieces of information that help you make better decisions. So that's really how we separate ourselves. But again, like I said, drones, the base stations, they're not the long-term goal for us. For us, it's how quickly we can get the data back and help make decisions.
0: That's essentially what we focus on. Right. Actually, maybe we can talk a bit about this example we tried to uh, pilot together and are about to um, do together, how to use drone technology and to perform or to optimize the performance of assets. And we were talking here in this particular case about a a solar um, PV um, asset. So um, maybe you could just um, describe it a little bit. Uh, DNV has obviously given this uh, Smarter Operations Suite, uh, which we offer for quite a lot of clients, how did you integrate your drone into that particular application?
1: So when it comes to Solar Farm, uh, there, are key, uh, there are a few key issues that we've been identified that the Solar Farm owners uh, would like to look at. Um, one of them is, again, uh, the structural integrity of their asset, which is, in this case, the Solar Farm. Is it, is it cracked in a few places? Uh, is there a deposit on, this, on a certain sector, especially when the size of the asset gets really big? Uh, it's really difficult to manage it. And uh, oftentimes uh, you have to build scaffoldings and have people climb up and inspect them one by one. So it feels like you're still in the dark ages. And uh, I would say the same thing for hotspots. Uh, sometimes uh, certain panels get heated up, and this really lowers down the efficiency of solar grids, as you may know. And uh, those are things that a person with a thermal camera can uh, diagnose and and allocate to the nearest, Uh, operations and maintenance person who in turn, again, builds the scaffoldings and goes and fixes that thing. So although I I see that uh, these renewable assets, they're really changing the world, Uh, the way we manage them is not uh, at its optimum optimum level. And drones can really further the case for renewable energy, in this case uh, for solar farms, Mm -hmm. by drastically reducing costs and time. Um, and in our case, we see that by having our base stations strategically placed along the infrastructure, we can automate those inspection tasks without having to send anybody at all. And that's our long-term goal. And uh, for the short term, of course, we are trying to validate our technology. It will take many months or many years before we can hit fully autonomous operations. But uh, uh, the Thailand project is really a, a start for us to uh, To start getting that initial data to val- validate this hypothesis.
0: Right. So when I see people looking into digitalization or robotics, and probably even also ourselves, we're looking a lot into this. Uh,
1: at the beginning, I
0: think you start thinking, how do I use this technology now to make my services better? I kind of came to the conclusion that we maybe got this at the, the stick from the wrong end. The question is rather, there is a problem, Uh, can I, with my drone technology, offer a solution which is the most competitive solution to this? So if we open up this question a bit to the overall industry space, are there any applications you can talk about where um, the drone maybe wasn't the first solution you were thinking about because of it being a drone, but where you could really add value uh, because you were quicker with all the things you just mentioned? Yeah, sure, so um, uh, the way I see is, uh,
1: Drones are, they're simply an alternative. Uh, Drones are essentially mobile sensors and those sensors can be static as well. And uh, one of the industries that we focus on, again, apart from asset monitoring is security and surveillance. And we are working with big players like Tyco, Tyco uh, Security, Tyco Innovations. And what we've noticed is that they've already solved maybe 60% of all problems in the security industry simply by having these static IP cameras, low cost IP cameras deployed all around Singapore, Israel, or mm-hmm. pretty much like most of Asia, Asia. and they And they've completely locked in the entire terrain that they want to inspect. So for them, 60% of the times, they don't really need a drone. And in this case, all they really need is an amazing dashboard that takes in data from these disparate sensors and displays them and only shows the stuff that's interesting. So this is again where we come in and say, hey, you don't really need a drone. What you really need is our GPU. That can take in the drone uh, camera, sorry, they can take in the static camera feed, uh, run it in real time, and only grab the frame of interest and send it to the command center. So again, we're not we're not dead on on drones. The way we see it, it's there are just sensors. Those sensors can be static as well. In fact, for our l- latest deployment with Tyco, we're actually looking at integrating an ecosystem of IP cameras with a few drone systems just to start, and over time when uh, it becomes obvious that mobile sensors are a better uh, option and they're comparable to the price of static cameras, we, we will transition fully to drones. So that's essentially the way we are uh, seeing the industry, uh, especially for our uh, case, uh, take off. Right.
0: Okay. Great. Unfortunately, we have already come to an end here with our time, but thank you very much for all the insights, Polkett, and I hope our pilot starts soon. I'm looking forward to it, Matthias. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this DNVGL Talks Energy podcast. To hear more podcasts in the series, please visit dnvgl.com/talksenergy.